What's so good about Colombian coffee? There, there's a lot of things. I could probably talk for a really long time about it. One of the basic things is that Colombia simply produces a lot mm -hmm. of um, good quality coffee. It's the third largest coffee producer as far as volume of mm -hmm. coffee, but it's the first in terms of quality. Okay. So like Brazil's the first, um, Vietnam is the second, mm -hmm. but they produce a lot of lower quality coffee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the difference with Colombia is that they're focused on um, higher quality coffee. Mm -hmm. Also, there's something else that's really particular. If you look at a map mm -hmm. of most coffee-producing countries and you see the coffee-producing areas, mm -hmm. you'll see like really small areas. Right. So that's the case with most coffee-producing countries. But if you look at Colombia, there's a huge area where mm -hmm. they're producing coffee, which is why they can be one of the largest producers of coffee in the world. And something else that's interesting is it goes, um, it starts from the north, coffee mm -hmm. cultivation in Colombia, and goes all the way down south. Mm. And so that difference in latitudes actually gives you crops all year round. Right, okay. Because of the different you know, weather, uh, mm -hmm. weather patterns and things like that. So you can get fresh Colombian coffee all year round. Mm -hmm. Also, there's different varieties that mm -hmm. you get here uh, that aren't that common, but are becoming more and more common. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like I mentioned, the SL28, mm -hmm. um, Geisha, some other varieties. Um, there's a, a variety of bourbons, mm -hmm. uh, red bourbon, yellow bourbon that you can get here that produces a really good coffee. Mm -hmm. So, Colombia's geography produces good coffee. The varieties that they're now growing, mm -hmm. some of them produce really great coffee. Also, Colombian coffee is washed coffee. Okay referring to the process right. of how they get um, the coffee ready to mm -hmm. be dried. Uh, it's kind of like how they clean up the coffee. They get the cherry off it right. and process it. So gener generally, um, washed coffees are considered to be better mm -hmm. because less defects creep in. Okay. The other kind of processing is the drier natural processing, okay. which if it's done right is great, mm -hmm. but it can let a lot of defects creep in. Okay. So it can be like basically like bacteria, okay. mildew, things like that can, that can creep in in that okay. process. Okay. So that's another thing that adds to Colombian coffee being better. Mm -hmm. Cool. How did you cultivate your own palate for coffee? And, and how did you get, you know, how do you become, I don't know, a professional coffee taster? How does that happen? Okay. Well, I, I do want to just clear up mm -hmm. um, that I'm not a coffee snob. Right. Um, no, no. Which I think is good because I do know a lot of people like, oh, I won't drink that. I will drink, at times, even low-quality coffee because if I go out and have a cup of coffee with a friend, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be picky about it. Wherever yeah. my friend wants to mm -hmm. uh, to go and I'll enjoy a cup of coffee with anybody. Uh, what I choose to drink mm -hmm. is quite different and yeah. so I do want to go for that that high-quality um, coffee. So as far as like, well, what's high-quality coffee, you can think of the coffee, the way it's been cultivated, mm -hmm. processed roasted mm -hmm. and handled after that if um, all that's done, been done with care then you're going to get a mm -hmm. high quality specialty coffee mm -hmm. so that's what i look for mm -hmm. how do you know in the end whether it's a specialty coffee well it's what you get in the cup mm -hmm. you can tell from the aroma mm -hmm. to the taste as far as other and and that includes other characteristics of coffee like the body mm -hmm. um you know the acidity or brightness mm -hmm. the sweetness all of those things you take into account to see if the coffee is truly a specialty coffee. Mm -hmm. So it's something that you can judge kind of on an individual basis, uh, rather than just saying, oh, definitely from that brand, right. you're gonna love the coffee, which sometimes like you might not. Mm -hmm. So, And the, the way I, I learned about coffee, I think was in, well, for me, it was in an, an ideal way. 
I didn't go through a professional mm -hmm. course for that. I just spent a long time with baristas, many, many hours mm -hmm. with baristas, coffee shop owners, um, coffee shop managers, mm -hmm. roasters. And they're here in Colombia, it's one of the things I love. They're very generous about mm -hmm. their knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so they personally, you know, they explained to me the best of what they knew. Mm -hmm. And so that was a great, a great education, a great right. way to learn. Cool. And of course, it's drinking a whole lot of coffees. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like one thing I was talking about, like the varieties. Mm -hmm. uh, well, how do you know what variety of coffee you like? Well, you mm -hmm. just have to try a lot. Yeah. Um, so when you've tried a certain amount of, you know, yellow bourbons or mm -hmm. um, pink bourbons or whatever, uh, geishas, then you know whether you like it or not, mm -hmm. um, if it's something that is going to be considered one of your favorite varieties. Right, like wine almost. Like anything, I yeah. think, because yeah. it's also like, I mean, there's just so many things that yeah. you just have to taste a lot of it to mm -hmm. get to know the characteristics of it mm -hmm. and um, and what you like. Right. So. Now, so the question, you know, famous question, how do you take your coffee? What's your favorite way of, you know, taking it or, or are there different, different moods, different, mm -hmm. you know... Some days you need an espresso, other days you want a latte. How, how does that, uh, how does your brain work that way? Generally what I, what I love, what thrills me, mm -hmm. is to go to a place that has true specialty coffee, amazing baristas, mm -hmm. and they're gonna make a pour over coffee. Mm -hmm. Because the difference with a, a pour over is you see the skill of the barista, and you can really tell the characteristics in the cup because there's nothing covering it over. There's mm -hmm. no milk or sugar mm -hmm. covering over the flavors of it. Mm -hmm. They've got to get it right mm -hmm. for it to taste right. good. Um, how would you characterize the coffee situation in Columbia to your friends? Because what I, what I say is that, oh, the coffee must be great. Mm -hmm. And I say sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. A lot of stuff is roadside tinto, which mm -hmm. has its place. I mean, mm -hmm. I'll drink that as well. How do you talk about, you know, how do you reflect the coffee scene back home that is complicated mm -hmm. because everybody comes to colombian coffee or to any coffee um with their own preconceptions of what coffee should be mm -hmm. um sometimes with my coffee shop tours uh when we start out the tour somebody will say to me i'm gonna find my favorite coffee on this tour mm -hmm. but i know that's probably not the case mm -hmm. just because um American tastes or North American tastes, or European mm -hmm. tastes are different than Colombian tastes. Right. So here the coffee is roasted, is cultivated and roasted um, for maybe different tastes mm -hmm. than what your typical North American or European is looking for. Mm -hmm. So they might find their favorite coffee, but they might at the end say, well, those, those roasts are too light mm -hmm. for my taste mm -hmm. or I want something with a lower acidity. Right. So it, it starts with what we're looking for mm -hmm. in a coffee. Right. And then of course, anywhere you go, there's like different levels mm -hmm. of quality. So, mm -hmm. you know, you think in the United States, well, there's diner coffee mm -hmm. and then there's Starbucks type yeah. coffee and then there's going to be true specialty coffee. So I think there's going to be those levels anywhere. You have to remember that Colombians, their tradition with drinking coffee mm -hmm. um, is getting together maybe in the neighborhood bakeries and having maybe a, a cafe, which mm -hmm. is just a lot of milk mm -hmm. and a little tiny bit of coffee. Mm -hmm. So that's their tradition. They definitely um, love to get around, get together around a cup of coffee, but the coffee probably wasn't the most important thing. Because, right. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't a good tasting coffee. Mm -hmm. um, that's starting to change. So in, I think it was in 2002 that the Juan Valdez mm -hmm. coffee shop started to get going. Mm -hmm. So that was a, one of the, one of the first shops that really started to focus on 
the coffee. Mm -hmm. Around that time, the specialty coffee scene here mm -hmm. started to get going, mm -hmm. slow start. Right. Um, we've seen a pickup in the last few years, so you have a lot more variety of specialty coffees. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty vast topic yeah. Yeah. Um, that can go from like really horrible uh, <laughs> coffee that doesn't taste like anything mm -hmm. to extremely good coffee. You just have to hunt around to find like right. one that you really want that matches maybe your your expectations. Right, right. So so you lead the, the coffee tours. Mm -hmm. What and you take them around to a lot of different specialty cafes that mm -hmm. um, may have you know different strengths. What's the response that you hear most often? Like what surprises people? Actually, a lot of people that do my tour tell me I don't like coffee. Hmm. Um, so they do the tour. Well, I wasn't expecting that when I set up the company. I thought it'd be just coffee lovers, but yeah. um, I would say maybe almost half the people that do the tour do not like coffee. And hmm. they started the tour saying, well, I don't think I'll drink the coffee. Right. Um, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's whatever they want. Um, they always drink all the coffee, hmm. even the total non-coffee drinkers. Then right. they get really wired and say they're not going to sleep for days. That's probably the response that I most love. Like mm -hmm. when people tell me um, I don't like coffee and I tell them, okay, well, we'll see how much you want to drink. And then when I see how they just love the mm -hmm. coffee and they drink it all mm -hmm. and they're really enthusiastic and into it, that's my favorite response mm -hmm. because they've learned something totally new and mm -hmm. something that was totally blocked off to them, which was yeah. coffee. Now they're like, oh, I can really love this. Yeah. So that's my favorite response. I think another thing that people are amazed at is how much goes into producing specialty coffee. Mm -hmm. um, very few people know about the, how coffee is processed, mm -hmm. how it's grown and processed mm -hmm. and um, handled and brewed right. in a specialty way. So um, I love to see that, you know, even people that know quite a bit about coffee, they're mm -hmm. always amazed by everything that goes yeah. into the processes. So mm -hmm. that's another response that I get is just admiration mm -hmm. for these coffee farmers that can right. produce such great coffee. Right. And another response that I get, it's probably the most common one because I get it from people that don't like to drink coffee as well as from people that love coffee, is they they don't know how to taste coffee right. or cup coffee, which is the professional term mm -hmm. for it. So, um, it's so, so a lot of people, it's just like you take a, you just drink coffee down and mm -hmm. you don't really consider it. On the tour, we, uh, in detail, go mm -hmm. over every characteristic of the coffee to um, determine its quality mm -hmm. and that that shocks just about everybody mm -hmm. um, and they love it and like, mm -hmm. I'll never drink coffee in the same way again mm -hmm. you know you've changed me forever right. wow. um, and even just the way that it's supposed to be sipped because mm -hmm. sometimes you just think of sipping coffee mm -hmm. professional coffee cuppers um, the way they cup coffee or taste it is by slurping it mm -hmm. so you know you're not supposed to slurp mm -hmm. uh, that's something we, we learned from growing up. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like rude to slurp something. Mm -hmm. But there are exceptions, and, and specialty coffee is one of those exceptions where when you slurp it, just like with wine, mm -hmm. um, you're going to be able to appreciate all the characteristics mm -hmm. more. And so when people learn that, when they learn how to really taste coffee in that way, um, they love it, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it makes a lasting impression. I've had people even a year later write mm -hmm. to me and say, you know, you, you really changed my life. Really? Uh, as far as like coffee drinking, the coffee drinking aspects of wow. it, it really sticks with them. So wow. that's, and that's the title of your book, if you want to go into to that. So talk to me about the book, Permission to Slurp. Talk okay. to me about where that came from. and, and mm -hmm. The whole idea of Permission to Slurp is to give um, 
a, a rather entertaining, mm -hmm. lighthearted look at tasting specialty coffee. Right. It's with an emphasis on Colombia, mm -hmm. but also pretty much applies to any specialty coffee anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so the idea is how, how should you taste coffee? Mm -hmm. How should you brew coffee? How should you handle it at home? But then also it goes into the role of um, coffee growers, mm -hmm. the role of baristas, the role mm -hmm. of roasters, coffee shop owners. So you get a real good idea of the whole chain right. that leads to this amazing thing that you have in your cup. Right. What I'm interested to know is the, the emergence of specialty coffee in mm -hmm. Colombia, which is fairly recent, mm -hmm. right? Um, much like the, com the country is waking up to what it has, mm -hmm. a lot of it has been driven by Colombians coming back mm -hmm. and with more business knowledge, more, you know, they, they realize what they have and mm -hmm. they want to make something of it. Mm -hmm. How is the development of specialty coffee, how is it changing life or conditions for the growers where it all starts? Well, I think everybody knows that coffee growers, as well as most farmers in general, get nothing mm. for for the coffee for the coffee for their crop, uh, and that's that's something that's a little little hard to change. Mm -hmm. um, so it is a reality for right now. Specialty coffee, along with a lot of other specialty type products, can change that mm -hmm. uh, for the 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 farmer, the grower. With Colombia, something to remember is that 95% of Colombian coffee is grown on farms that are owned by families. Mm -hmm. So it's family business. There's right. very little like big business in coffee in this country. Mm. That's positive because it goes directly to, to benefit the individual families. Mm -hmm. But you also have to keep in mind that over 50% of Colombian coffee farms are very small. Right. We're talking like three hectares. It's, mm -hmm. it's really just a few acres. So they don't have a whole lot of room. They can't buy more land. Right, okay. So how can they get more money mm -hmm. um, for their crop? Well, they can go to a specialty crop. Right. So maybe it's all their farm or maybe just a certain portion of it. If they can get more money for it, mm -hmm. well, that's that's a huge benefit for right. these farmers that are basically just like, just barely making it. Mm -hmm. So when we consume specialty coffee that's uh, bought from companies that are truly giving the farmer mm -hmm. uh, what they deserve for mm -hmm. their crop, then we're benefiting families. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's one thing that I love about being in Colombia mm -hmm. and a coffee growing country is it you can find out, you mm -hmm. know, well, these coffee shop owners, what are they really doing? Do mm -hmm. they really care about the coffee growers? Are they right. really trying to help them? Do they maybe have programs to help them receive a better education mm -hmm. so they can grow better coffee? Right. Are they helping them with even just resources on their farms or mm -hmm. in their communities? Or equipment or... Equipment, yeah. like washing stations, mm -hmm. or um, uh, providing them places to dry their coffee or right. to otherwise process it. Mm -hmm. So those are, those, are benef those are benefits for the coffee farmer. Mm -hmm. um, and so we can feel good about drinking specialty coffee, not just because it tastes great, yes. but because it's really benefiting right. the people who are making it. Right. One of the things that I think I mentioned to you as well, way back, was coffee and coffee culture. Mm -hmm. I, I possibly probably mistaken that coffee culture was a European import, mm -hmm. like with cafes and baristas and all of that. You know, you have a great raw materials here, mm -hmm. but it's the scene isn't as evolved or developed. And you had an interesting take on that, saying 
coffee culture is more their the farmer's relationship with the land. So I was wondering if you could just expand on expand on that. Yeah, that that's my own particular like idea. Yeah. Of it, because what you say is true. Yeah. So when the coffee culture gets started, well, it started like in the 1600s in in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, and when you think of coffee culture, maybe think of like, you know, maybe high-end people sitting around yeah. cafes drinking coffee. And that's true. Mm -hmm. But I, I think a wider view of what coffee culture could be, if you think of what's culture, it's just what we do every day mm -hmm. that, that forms the basis for our life. Mm -hmm. So if you think of coffee culture in a broader sense, mm -hmm. for instance, here in Colombia, well, it would be how your typical Colombians drink coffee. Mm -hmm. um, maybe as a foreigner, we don't like the low-quality tinto mm -hmm. or a cafe, which is just you know a bunch of milk and a tiny bit of coffee. But that's the culture here, mm -hmm. and so that has to be respected because that's that's the history here. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think it goes even beyond that to the many areas around the country mm -hmm. where coffee—it's not just something that they drink couple times a day it's their whole life mm -hmm. you know it's it's the way they dress the houses they live in mm -hmm. the vehicles they drive the festivals that they go to mm -hmm. everything is centered around coffee hmm. now that to me is like a mind-blowing coffee culture because it's yeah. everything about their lives it's not just the hour they spent in a cool cafe right right so to me that's like really uh, you know a broader right. idea of what coffee culture could be how is your either understanding or appreciation of coffee changed since you've been here from if you think back to when you first came here, what you knew, and then you've been here five mm -hmm. years now yeah. in Colombia. Yeah. How how has your perspective changed? Uh, everything's changed. Yeah. Um, although I I've I started living in coffee growing regions back. Um, I moved to the first coffee growing region in 1999. I guess mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time on coffee farms, mm -hmm. but I didn't understand coffee to the same extent. Mm -hmm that I did once I came here and I started talking with coffee shop owners mm -hmm. and managers and baristas who have a deeper understanding of the whole process. Mm -hmm. Not just growing a plant, right. but um, all the way, you know, the specialty process mm -hmm. and all the way through to brewing right. has completely changed. Also in Colombia, mm -hmm. at one point, coffee accounted for 90% of um, Colombia's agricultural product. Right. So it was amazing and it's still Colombia's number one agricultural product. Mm -hmm. Now um, gold and uh, I mean mining mm -hmm. and um, oil mm -hmm. are the most important exports for Colombia. Right, right. Coffee is still extremely important. Mm -hmm. So on a, the level of the country so many people live mm -hmm. from coffee. Right. And I had no idea of that before before mm -hmm. I moved here. Talk about the, the audience for and the target market for a place like this. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, this is a heavily touristed area. Mm. There's English music playing. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in the first Emma Perfecto, the one on 66, the only people I saw were other English folks, yeah. and the, the cashier said, "Yeah, like our 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 clientele is 99% uh -huh. you know English." Yeah. Um, I just wonder if you get your take on on, on that. And it's true that a more perfecto has a pretty good foreign clientele. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's reasons for that. Like, uh, well, the, the American music that's mm -hmm. just that's just yeah. what's popular in, you know, mm -hmm. maybe upscale places here. 
um, Café Cultural Chile, they, they attract a lot of Colombians. Okay. So I don't know how much foreigners are totally fueling these mm-hmm. shops, just because I don't think there's enough foreigners mm. to make that the basis for their sales okay. in general. Maybe right. with certain coffee shops, yes. For instance, you go to Varietale, mm-hmm. you're not going to see that many foreigners. Okay. It, there's a lot of Colombians. The place is going to be packed and it's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of Colombians, the same price range. Right. So I guess it depends where the shop okay. is. Okay. I think that as North Americans and Europeans, we're looking for a particular thing in coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking for coffee that tastes like coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want a stronger coffee. Yeah. And also, we're not scared off by $2 coffee. Right. Uh, and I think that that's like a big thing that Colombians are very used to really cheap coffees. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, really cheap coffee is coffee that should not be drunk. Like, even if you just look at the beans that that coffee mm-hmm. is made from, it's like, Well, they just oh, pour it. some sugar in it too, right? They, they then, love their sweet stuff. Yeah. And then they don't really care yeah. if it tastes that great or not. They want a, mm-hmm. they want a cheap coffee. Right. So it is one of the reasons why you'll see a larger concentration of foreigners. Mm-hmm. Um, we think that $2 for pour-over coffee is actually really cheap mm-hmm. because you're not going to find a pour-over coffee in North right. America for $2. Right. Um, there is a, a government program. They're mm-hmm. trying to increase the consumption of, of coffee yeah. in Colombia. Mm-hmm. If, for instance, in North America, your average person, like an average per capita consumption of coffee mm-hmm. in a year, is uh, almost nine pounds of coffee in a year. Okay. In some parts of Europe, that goes up to almost 20 pounds in a year. So it's mm-hmm. mostly Scandinavian countries. Yeah. Here in Colombia, it was under four pounds. Wow. So it was very little. It's like wow. half of what the consumption is in the States. Mm-hmm. So the government is trying to get people to consume just more coffee in general. Mm-hmm. Um, um, to kind of, you know, give more of an in, internal impulse mm-hmm. to the, the coffee industry. Mm-hmm. And these coffee shops, it's one of the beautiful things about these specialty coffee shops, they're really focused on education. Mm-hmm. So when anybody goes into the shop, they want them to understand what specialty coffee is mm-hmm. and how they can learn to love it. Yeah. With the idea that the more education you have, the more you're going to appreciate the product mm-hmm. and the more be willing to spend on yeah, it when yeah. you realize everything that's you know gone into it right so i see in most of these coffee shops you know they're really trying to educate the consumers about mm-hmm. what coffee especially mm-hmm. coffee is mm-hmm. um here's a question i like to ask all, mm-hmm. all my interviewees this one five years from now what does the coffee scene look like in in colombia and in bogota I definitely see more and more of an interest in specialty coffee. I guess part of it will depend on what the economy looks like. Okay. Because obviously to spend more for anything, Mm -hmm. you have to have more money. Yeah. So uh, I saw a good growth in specialty coffee shops. And then with the tough economic times in the the past couple of years, Mm -hmm. I see that slowed Mm -hmm. quite suddenly. Um, I do hope the economy picks up Mm -hmm. and it'll make it easier for people to open up more specialty coffee shops. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do hope to see it expanding throughout the country Mm -hmm. so that like Cartagena's had like a a boom in specialty coffee shops because when I started going five years ago, I didn't, I don't think I saw any, Mm -hmm. not even Juan Valdez, like Mm -hmm. there was like one, I think. Um, And now there's a number of specialty coffee shops and also like little carts that you'll see like Mm -hmm standing in the shade somewhere Um, so I hope to see a boom a boom with that in different cities Mm -hmm. Medellin has had a total boom in specialty Mm -hmm. coffee shops Um, so that's something that I feel will definitely grow Mm -hmm. it would also be nice if 
regular coffee shops would would start serving better quality mm. coffee. Mm. That's something that I would like to see, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully paying the coffee growers more mm-hmm. for for the coffee that they're that they're serving. That's something that I definitely see. I would love to see more specialty coffee shops, mm-hmm. but we'll see what uh, mm-hmm. what the economy dictates with that. Right. Cool.